Welcome to Smart Muslima podcast. Inshallah, if you find this episode useful, please subscribe and let your friends and family know about it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can email me on hello at farhatameen.com or you can sign up to my newsletter, which is on smartmuslima.com. I send out regular updates about the rooms that I'm having on Clubhouse. I have a club called Smart Muslima there, which you can join. Uh, or you can send me a DM uh, on Instagram. That's farhatthameen underscore UK. You can also find out about book updates. So updates about my previous book, Smart Single Muslimer, which is available to buy on Amazon. And my new upcoming book called Why Muslim Women Are Losing Faith in Islam. Inshallah, the best way you can support this podcast is with your du'as. And also, if you would like to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate that. It would really help others to find out about the content in this podcast. Jazakallah khair. Um, alhamdulillah, let's begin. Bismillah rahman rahim Okay, so um, what I'd like to discuss is in um, okay, my book, I've got a chapter called Is Marriage Going Out of Fashion? And it's the first chapter in the book. The reason why I, I've been seeing this for a while and, you know, you can have anecdotal evidence just from the people you know and colleagues you work with that, you know, people are either delaying marriage, that number one, and I wanted to know, is that true? So I, I did some research when I was reading the book, also writing the book, and it is, it's true that in the West in general, marriage is being delayed, number one. That's men and women. And then, and then on top of that, people are actually not getting married at all. Now for Muslims, that might, we might think that does, we all know people who still get married. That's true. But um, from, a, from a non-Muslim perspective, um, and so that's, in, again, the reason why I'm bringing liberalism into it is that in Western liberal states like UK and US, people, non-Muslims, and people who would identify themselves as Christians, in particular, they are not get, they're choosing not to get married at all. They're quite happy, okay, let's say Christians and atheists, they're quite happy to just live together. And I'm sure you all know people who are doing that. I'm thinking of my neighbours um, back in UK. I'm I'm now actually in, um, I've relocated to Turkey, um, but when I was in UK, I knew lots and lots of neighbours. Um, their kids, their non-Muslim kids, that they didn't get married. Uh, they maybe would get married ten, like after living together for like ten, fifteen years. But as you can see, that's the norm. That's what's changing, and that wasn't the case thirty, forty years ago. The norm was people would get married. And it was a very, you know, it was the idea you would go to church and you get married. There'd be like a religious element to it. But what, so what we can see, and there's a really interesting book called All the Single Ladies. I'll get the author's name for later. But she, in, in there, she shared some statistics about how in America at the moment, it's the first time, you know, for, well, it's the first time ever that there are more single, more women are choosing to remain single than get married. So that's women in particular. So that's just to give you some context of why I'm saying is marriage going out of fashion. So that's one, the actual ceremony and, and you're going through the, the whole thing of, you know, even go to register your office. 
number one. Now then, the other thing that we can see is the um, the way that marriage, what a marriage means, so what is the concept of a marriage, that is changing as well. It's 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 evolving. It's um it's constantly evolving actually, and again we could say if we thought think of like think of the 1950s version of if you said to someone what does married life mean what is marriage why do you want to get married it's very different to what people think now now let's just do a little quick let's go over what liberal values are in case you've missed any of the other the rooms now just i'm going to focus on three core ideas of liberalism um, so number one is the idea that to be happy, being happy is you decide what makes you happy and really you should do actions and do things. So if you want to buy things, be with someone, what you want to eat, what you want to wear, what career you want to choose, you choose it based on what will make you happy. That's a really important aspect. That, so you don't do things that are going to cause you pain. It's about it's pleasure and pain. You want to in, um, increase the pleasure that an action gives you and that's what you should do. Like some liberal thinkers, um, like Jeremy Bentham in particular, he was he's one of the founding thinkers of that thought. And again, if you think of like I, I've heard of, um, you know, the slogan, do what feels good, you know, you know, just the whole idea. If it doesn't make you happy, don't do it. OK, so that's number one. Number two, individualism, that the individual and what they want, again, your rights are paramount. They go go above any kind of um, societal or communal need. So the individual and the needs of the individual trump the in, the rights and needs of the community. So just as an example, you know, if you want, to, if we know that, um, okay, I'm gonna the the thing of pornography. We know how number one how disgusting, how um, um, problematic, how the tragedy that pornography causes in societies and communities from the creation of it to the sex trade you know any intelligent person can see that pornography is like the worst thing in the world for women for men for children but why is it legal in you know in liberal countries it's because if the individual seen as if an individual wants to watch that kind of stuff and if an individual wants to create it that's okay if individual then there's no problem as long as there's consent. But they're completely ignoring the catastrophic effects it has on people's mental health, on people's, um, you know, the, the way men view women, just uh, humongous problems. But again, the individual's rights are above community. Okay, oh, can I just mention, so ask questions. Um, we're going to have them later, inshallah. So I apologise for not, if I can see some people have put their hands up. We're not going to take them at the moment. Um, Okay, so individualism is really important, um, happiness, attaining happiness, and then finally, um, this idea of equality, that everyone should have the same rights, should have the same responsibilities, um, like ignore differences in genders, ignore, you know, for society to function and, be, um, and work, equality has to be like the starting point for law. And relationships yeah so j just bear in mind those three things so okay so now a, a fair um, um, married life and even before even you even think of married life like what I want you to think about as a Muslim those three concepts how impo important are they to me you know have I do they align with Islam 
So, for example, if we just look at, you know, that because we've all been raised in, you know, majority of us have been raised in, um, went through the education system, we watch the movies, we listen to the music. We have adopted a lot of these ideas, all of us, you know, how much we want to admit that or how much we even realise it is, you know, um, is something for us to think about, inshallah. And I think as Muslims, what we have to stop and think about is when I'm thinking of getting married, are those three ideas, how much are they impacting me? So let's take um, the idea of happiness. So if we're thinking, when I get, I want to marry someone who's going to make me happy and kind of make me happy all the time. It's like their job is to make me happy, you know. And so that is a, very, that is a liberal way of thinking about who you will marry. Because in Islam, we have a cons, who, you know, ultimately, as Muslims, we do what makes Allah happy. So our, you know, khair and shar, our good and bad, come from um, our creator, come from the Quran and come from his revelation and from the sunnah. So the role of a spouse is not to permanently put us in a state of happiness. It's actually impossible for any human being to do that. But, you know, wouldn't you agree? It's like, that's a really tall order to expect a human being to make it's a husband or wife that your job is to make me happy and then when I'm not happy then that means my marriage isn't working and then I don't like you anymore or I don't like you for a certain amount of time because if you think about um, when people have girlfriends and boyfriends um, when they decide they don't want to like they, they're checking each other and if even if they're very few are even thinking in the back of their mind is this person marriage material some are but a lot of the time it's I'm going to stay with this person as long as they make me happy. If I see, find someone more attractive, then I'll dump them. If I find someone who is richer, or if I find someone who is more, you know, in tune with what I want, I will then leave them and I'll go with some, you know, th there's this constant um, cycle of being with someone and then dumping them and they find, try, always thinking there must be someone better out there, you know, that someone will make me happier. And, um, and, and this is what can happen if we're thinking of a partner um, as this key to happiness. It's not we're going to be disappointed. Because what we should be thinking as Muslims is, okay, does this individual, how much do they care about whether they're making Allah happy? Because if they're making Allah happy, that means they've got taqwa. They're God conscious. So they're conscious of Allah, conscious of Allah's um, guidance. They, and their, their ultimate goal is they want to get to Jannah and they fear Allah. So there's the hope and there's the fear and there's the love of Allah. And that person, even when I'm doing something wrong, they won't think, oh, it won't make them ha me happy. They'll be thinking, I want my wife or my husband to go to Jannah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, nicely correct them. Yeah. So can you see when you're thinking of the happiness of the next life, when you're thinking of the happiness of, um, you know, even because we know if you, when you obey Allah, that is when you will be happy. Even though it's, sometimes it's challenging, of course it is. It's not, it's not to, to when you decide you want to obey Allah and worship Allah, it doesn't mean you're going to be, um, everything's going to be on a high and there's never going to be problems. Because let's just look at the examples of our prophets, all of our prophets. They, were, they obeyed Allah, they worshipped Allah, the better, you know, more than we could. But they went through many trials, but it's what when they faced those trials, did they stick to you know Allah's guidance, 
or do they cast it aside? So that's what we'll have as well. In our life and marriage, we will definitely have problems. But do you want someone beside you who will help you to stay on the straight path? That's the question. Or for the sake of their own happiness, they'll just think, I'll just let him or her do whatever they want. I don't care. It's just too much hassle to to try to have a conversation about obeying, you know, doing the right thing Islamically. Okay, so that's number one. So that's the first thing. I'd, um, happiness is not our, you know, core value that we are looking for. Whereas for liberals, it most definitely is. Um, okay, now let's look at the idea of um, individualism. So in the liberal society, this big, uh, this massive idea, and we, we all hear that, of um, mind your own business. Yeah, who are you to judge? Um, I'm going to do what I want to do. You do what you want to do. You know, I'm not telling you. What's that word? Oh, I've forgotten. There was a really good a phrase that used to uh, would encompass that. Um, but it's um, it's this idea: the husband can do whatever he wants. He can spend his money the way he wants. He can spend his free time. He can have friends that are girls or you know women. You know um, that's okay. Same applies to the woman to the wife. You know, the hud, no one is telling the other one what to do because they don't interfere. It's none of your business what I do with my money. It's none of your business how I choose to dress. It's none of your business to tell me who to socialise. You know, who are you? That is not your role for the husband or wife to advise each other, for anyone to have any kind of um, leadership role in the, in the marriage. And that brings me on to the second point of equality, that in a marriage... Again, it's, it's it boils down to no one can tell the other one what to do. If you want to, you know, you, you want to cook, you do the cooking. And if and I'm thinking of the non-Muslim couples I know. You know, they have this idea, you know, um, it's it's a very, it's somehow like this very flexible, you know, we've come to decision, we've both decided on our own, without the interference of God, we decide what our marriage wants to look like. and And that is somehow... Um, that somehow works that's what we're being as Muslims we're told that is what will work but like I said if we then think okay in in real life what does that mean because as Muslims if we want to take that idea borrow and live by that idea of equality in our marriages what then what that then means is as a woman we then shouldn't um, a husband the man should not give you a meher because that's not fair yeah, why should a man have to give a woman a marriage gift? Why doesn't the woman give the man a marriage gift? Yeah, because that law is not based on equality. Um, why should um, the husband spend his money on the wife and the kids? It's his money. That's not fair. The woman should do that as well. If she's going to go out and work, she actually she should go out and work as well, and she should spend her money. It should be half half bills everything yeah food shopping um that would be equal isn't it because in islam and the reason why i'm giving those examples is because in islam um unless does give the responsibility of to the husband you provide and you take care of the family yeah but if we're going to go with this equality idea we have to then go we can't pick and choose can we we can't say oh i like that rule, rule or that part of the sharia because sharia is the, is the laws of islam i like that bit because it works for me as a man but I don't like the other bit, yeah? Or was a woman saying, yeah, I like the meher, but I don't like the idea that um, 
I'm going to have to, that might take care of the, the home, for example, yeah? Um, <clears throat> let's think of an, another one that we should then say that the husband shouldn't lead the salah, yeah? The wife should, lead, they, should they should both be standing at the front together. Um, the idea that if, um, if someone insults the wife, the husband shouldn't protect his wife's honour. Or if there were bur there's a burglar in the house, the husband should say to the wife, you go down, dear, I'm going to stay in bed, yeah? Because I think that's more equal, yeah? And it, that's what it means, literally. Um, okay, the idea that why, the, why does Allah give the mother three times more respect than the father in that very famous hadith? That's not fair, that's not equal. Um, you know, that um, why is it that if a woman does choose to spend her money on the house, she gets the reward of sadaqah, where it's made obligatory for the husband. So what I'm trying to illustrate, I could, I could go on all night, really, giving examples where in Islam, marriages are not based on equality. I, I really, that might shock some people by me saying that, but just these rules I've given you. Our starting point for our marriages is not equality. Now, what that doesn't mean is that our Islam is, um, believes in inequality or is unfair, you know, wholesale. What it means is the Islamic, like many definitions, it, the, like um, what justice means in Islam is very different to what justice means to liberals. What equality means to, in Islam is very different to what equality is defined by liberals. And again, think of it in the marriage context in particular. So in Islam, we know that the reward for men and women, if you do good deeds, it's equal, yeah? The, um, we will be um, punished equally as well, yeah? We, no, men will not be punished more than women. You know, when we look at um, hadood punishments in an Islamic government, men and women, you know, are punished the same. There's equality under the law. So in certain areas, Islam mandates, yes, equality. But in some, some areas, Allah doesn't. And that's what we need to, this is where we have to do our research, we have to gain knowledge about our deen. We, we don't take our idea of equality from non-Muslims and from liberals, even though they are so arrogant. Like, we don't force our beliefs onto them, you know, like Rafidin. There's no compulsion vision. We don't, but they feel that they can say to us, our version of marriage is like a million times better. It's more superior than yours. And they've done a very good job of um, kind of conditioning us and uh, brainwashing us into thinking, you know what, yeah, our version is backward and their version is better. So, again, and uh, so, inshallah, this is, all, this is all food for thought, isn't it? This is, all, I want you to think about what I'm saying and really apply it to your own criteria and your concept of what a, your married life will be like. Because if you're... Um, how you're thinking about pre-marriage, will um, you will then choose your spouse based on, you know, if you want someone who they will say to you, yeah, our marriage is going to be equal, we're going to share everything. You have to realise what that means as a Muslim. Um, in the same way, if, you're, if they say to you, yeah, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, they're then also saying to you, I don't want you to tell me how to live my life. So as an example, are you comfortable that if, um, if you've got friends of the opposite gender who you socialise with, who you meet up with, 
And you might think, we're just friends, you know, we just talk, we're colleagues, there's nothing, you know, I'm not attracted to them, it's all cool, you know, I'm, I'm, it's nothing like that, he's like my sister, he's like my brother, she's like my sister, it's classic, isn't it? Um, so if you're thinking like that, and then you, that's what you want, and you've got, your, you've got certain friends who you, you're in touch with and you socialise with, and then you want someone who's going to be like that as well. Now then you need to, then you get married, and then your wife is um, texting her friend, who's a, who's a guy. She says to you, you know what, I want to go and I'm going to be going getting coffee with um, Salman or um, Ali or whoever. Sorry. <laughs> I know there's a few Alis in the room. It's uh, the first name I could think of. But, you know, you have to realise, am I really going to be comfortable with that? Yeah, because we all know when in the Haditha, when there's two people alone, Shaitan will be the third. You know, it's, it's being really unrealistic to to say now I'm telling you now as a guy you will not be okay with that same for the woman you will not be happy when you see your husband scrolling through some some rare woman some you know not woman who he's she's not her mehram scrolling through her Instagram selfies and laughing and talking you are going to get so jealous and so therefore um, <coughs> you need to think about that now but that is what liberalism tells you it says to you, no, 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 you don't interfere in your um, spouse's life because we're all individuals. So, so that's what, um, um, you know, in, in, that cha- in the chapter in my book, Smart Single Muslim, that's what I mean by what I've, the thing that has gone out of fashion amongst Muslims is that the Islamic version of marriage, I, a marriage based on Quran and Sunnah, which is not based on individualism, or um, equality, or you know, the side of happiness, that is going out of fashion because we are adopting these ideas and taking it into our. It, it's in our mindset and it's affecting our choice of spouse. So you know, like I hear men saying, "Oh, women are too um, okay." The idea that um, they they're too picky, okay, for example, or they want someone, okay, and they also they want someone who. Um, will pay for everything, who will, but they don't want to, you know, they want the husband to do this, sorry, they want the husband to do all his Islamic stuff, pay for everything, you know, be protective, but they also want him to be this really cool, progressive liberal guy of, you know, he's not, never, should never comment on who, what she does, what career she chooses, if she wants to take it, put the kids in childcare, if she wants to carry on with her career. He mustn't say anything about her clothes either. You know, that's the kind of husband they want. But in the, and then you have women who will say, well, men don't like independent women. I, they want to control women. So they're the two, and you, I, when I hear that, I think both of you are not view, well, you've misunderstood, you don't understand what an Islamic marriage is. And that's what I'm really advocating for, inshallah, for you guys to, you know, I, I'm, I'm married as well, so it's something I had to do, I had to unlearn, and had to relearn, you know, because, so I'm not, inshallah, I hope I'm not pointing the finger, I'm genuinely not pointing the finger in, I think we're all victims of this, because we grew up in the West, and what's really interesting, as I'm in, uh, as I'm speaking to women here in Istanbul, it's exactly the same. This is what I was, con- I, I, I had a feeling, because I'd talked to a number of different sisters internationally for, for my podcast, Smart Muslimer, and I, but I was, I was still just thinking, could it be the same? Uh, and the, I was speaking to um, 
uh, it was a group of Muslim, really lovely, like like twenty old, twenty and twenty to twenty five old women, and they were all saying very sim, very similar things. There's one sister who she works with um, women's projects and women's um, family uh, development. She, she's part of the um, she's part of an organisation. She was saying that, yeah, she goes. I was saying, wow. I'm ha- I've, had, I've had these discussions with sisters in UK and now you're saying exactly the same thing to me that women are facing in Istanbul. And it was, it was a real, it kind of confirmed, uh, unfortunately, I'm not happy when I'm saying that, but it did confirm this idea that there's a lot of confusion about marriage, but we can change that. It's in our control for us to ch- change the confusion and gain, gain clarity. And then we can say, right, this is the kind of God-conscious spouse I want because I fixed these ideas in my head. I know what I want and I know what will make me happy. And, and what ultimately will make you happy is when you obey Allah's guidance. I would like to share a quick review that was left on Apple Podcasts. It was from Bet IH, and the title is Asks Critical Questions. Being a Muslimer in the modern world is difficult enough. So having this kind of platform that can be honest about sticking to our faith admits all these struggles is wonderful. Alhamdulillah, reviews like that help other people to find out about the podcast and Alhamdulillah also keeps me motivated. So inshallah, if you get the chance, if you like the podcast, please leave a review and then inshallah, I'm going to do my best to read out as many reviews and include them in the podcast as well. Inshallah, if you found this podcast useful, please leave a review so others can find out about it. Currently, this podcast is a one-man band. I do produce and do everything on my own. But unfortunately, due to health issues, I'm going to have to reduce the frequency of the episodes that I'm creating. So I really do need to hire some people to help me to produce the podcast and to really market it as well. Now, inshallah, you can help me and support me by doing dua, inshallah, for my health. And secondly, by donating. You can do that via the link in the podcast notes and also on my link tree bio, which is farhatameen underscore UK. It's on my Instagram bio as well. Your donations will help me cover production and overhead course, and you'll be part of this amazing work, helping me to grow the Smart Muslim podcast to another level so that we can reach more people educating and sharing this beautiful theme, Islam. I'm tremendously honored and blessed to have a community of people who value what I do. So again, thank you so much for your du'as, reviews, and donations.